Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. 22 minutes after 6, good morning. In Baghdad, in Iraq, hundreds of people stormed through the gates of the Swedish embassy yesterday, attacking the building and setting part of it on fire. This is after a group of people in Sweden said they were going to have another protest in Sweden at which they planned to burn copies of the Koran. Swedish police have previously tried to ban these protests. They banned the public burning of the Koran in Sweden. But they were then overruled by courts in Sweden, who say that freedom of speech is protected in Sweden, and this is a political act. Zinat Adam is the Deputy Executive Director at the Afro-Middle East Centre. Zinat, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. I find it very interesting that we're having a conversation when the uh, embassy has been stormed, but we haven't been having this conversation about the rising Islamophobia and extremist right-wing acts that have been taking place from early 2014, um, when we've had a spate of arson attacks on mosques in Sweden, in 2017, when 40 mosques were attacked in Sweden. Uh, But here we are having this conversation now as if Sweden is the victim of all of this. Well, I mean, I was going to say burning a copy of the Quran is just the most offensive thing that I can think of. Um, Mm. For what's been happening in Sweden, this is clearly the culmination of a series of dynamics that you've already pointed to. Absolutely. I mean, there's been a rise in Islamophobia. It has. They have allowed extremist right-wing political leaders to burn the Quran. Now it has been uh, an immigrant from uh, Iraq who had done it most recently. Um, but this is a culmination of acts that have been taking place. There's been extreme Islamophobia that has been also perpetrated by the state against uh, Muslim uh, Muslims in Sweden. Um, and that has actually been uh, rising with the rise in migrants that have come into Sweden since the refugee crisis that took place in Syria. Um, What we're looking at here is incitement to violence, uh, is the dehumanization of Muslims. Uh, There have been acts of even taking uh, Muslim children away from their parents um, as a right of the state because they're not happy with how they're being raised and inculcated with Muslim values. But it's not just the Muslim issue. Um, Last week, there was somebody who petitioned to uh, burning the Quran and the Torah, and he did this in a a manner to say that we as Muslims do not do this. We will take the permission, but we will never desecrate even the Torah because we believe in all of these books that have been uh, revealed and we respect all of these religions. What has taken place in Baghdad is a reaction, an extreme reaction to what has been building up um, in terms of the Islamophobia, in terms of the dehumanization of Muslims, in terms of um, things that have been taking place in the name of counterterrorism, where arrests have taken place on suspicion of Muslims aiding and abetting terrorist offenses as recent as April, and then finding that they had absolutely nothing to do with that. But the demonstrations in Sweden themselves, um, in response to the burning of the Quran by the Muslims in Sweden, were extremely peaceful last week. And we don't talk about that. Well, there there are many different elements to all of this. I mean, there is a sort of politics of spectacle as well. Um, So this is, in a way, 
one of the sort of key tensions of the last 30, maybe 50, or however long you want to go, era, um, where you have a sort of Western view, uh, uh, let me call it that for the moment, there may be better phrases, that people have the right to do this. This is freedom of expression, whatever it is. In the United States, they have arguments about whether they're allowed to burn their flag, for example. And then you have the complete, the, the intense offense which is caused by all of this. And, and it's designed deliberately, as you say, to offend I don't know how these tensions are going to be managed. What I do know is that these tensions are likely to be with us for a very long time to come. Well, I think that um, there is a fine line between your freedom of speech and freedom of expression that, um, as you've indicated, many of the Western countries hold as uh, above anything else. And then the uh, free, and then the the offence that it causes, and trying to tread that line is a very important issue. But what was surprising is that last week a, a UN resolution was tabled at the Human Rights Council, and most of the Western countries voted against that resolution. It was looking at uh, freedom of religion and to try and uh, prevent these kind of acts of incitement of burning of the Quran, burning of the Torah, burning of anything, or or trying to actually uh, elicit a response uh, in the name of um, freedom of expression. Uh, what has happened is that white supremacists and the ultra-right parties in these countries have actually taken that and moved even further in terms of their racially charged hatred. Um, and that becomes a serious problem. But it has also affected international relations because we're looking at the Swedish ambassador being kicked out of Baghdad we looked at the uh, recall of several uh, Swedish ambassadors. I think Morocco was one of the leading countries a few weeks ago to recall their ambassador from Sweden and to, uh, uh, you know, demarche the charge d'affaires that was in Rabat. But it also had an impact on the NATO uh, uh, application by Sweden uh, wanting to be a member of NATO. Uh, and the acts of incitement were carried out by an extremist right-wing political leader who burnt the Quran outside the Turkish embassy in January uh, as a, a means of protest against Turkey for standing in the way of Sweden's application to NATO. Zinat Adam, thank you. Deputy Executive Director at the Afro-Middle East Centre.